Blue 22! Blue 22! Hut! Hut! Hike! Welcome in to the Commission Cast. I am your host, Commissioner Elvis, and that's it. There's nobody else today, just me um, and a guest. But, but obviously, before I introduce you guys to the guest, I'm going to give let you guys try to guess who it is. Um, first hint: this person is the highest scoring person in the league. Any clues yet? That one might have given away if you were if you've been paying attention. Uh, second hint: he likes to spell his name backwards. And third hint: he is recently engaged. If you don't know who this is yet, I hope that you guys can uh, learn more about our guest today, Henry. Hey, Henry. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's just, uh, I, th- I had to apologize ahead of time because, you know, typically it's me, you, and, it would, would be me, you, and Jimmy, but it's just me and you today. So, um, yeah. It's all good. I know yeah. it's Halloween. Jimmy's probably out there trick-or-treating. <laughs> I'll get some good candy. Probably. Um, so, yeah, recently engaged. How's that feel? It feels good. Um... I feel like we were able to enjoy the engagement for a little bit, but um, wedding's not going to be for a while. Um, people are telling us to just enjoy it, but I feel like you got to get down and start planning for everything like real soon. So yeah, I mean, pretty stressful. The sooner, yeah, it's a it's a lot of planning, so the sooner the better, right? That's right. So, and it's the same for everything, you know. Yeah. If you plan it well ahead of time, then everything hopefully goes smoothly. Yeah. So congratulations, Henry. Really happy for you. Thank you. Um, Thanks, bro. And then we also mentioned that you are the currently the highest scoring team in our league, in our in our dynasty league. How's that feel? I feel like it's 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 a go, it's an okay feat. Um, I think I'm in third place right now, but um, you know, uh, I think the wins matter more than uh, the points in, well, in our league. Well, I mean, if any case, if in any case you happen to like, you know, get take a lot of L's in a row towards the end of this, you know, regular season, you can rest assured that you're likely to have that sixth spot into the playoffs, and that's all it takes is to win. It's just to have that ticket into the playoffs. So actually, now that you mentioned, I think that's how I got into the playoffs last year. I th- I think I think it was too, but you know, <laughs> it, like the playoffs are wild, and that's why you know a lot of people will say that when you play for in fantasy all you have to do is just make it to the playoffs and after that you know it's a it's it's a crapshoot so I that's think, right I and think, yeah I, the season's still long yeah it is we still have we're only a little bit past half so still a couple weeks to go before um for people should be giving up um but yeah um so, so this today actually we were recording on on halloween uh, and today is actually the trade deadline. It's a little bit earlier, I think, this year than most years. It feels like that way, at least. Um, do you have any react? There wasn't, there wasn't too many like 
wow trade last minute trades like there are usually in most years. Do you have any reactions to any of the trades that happened today? Yeah, I think um like you said, there weren't a lot of wow trades. I think more so like on the defensive end, but I don't think that's anything we really pay attention to. Um, I think we're looking more for uh, players that have an impact in our fantasy leagues. I think we wanted to see something like a Derrick Henry trade, right? But something like that didn't didn't really happen. Right, 100%. So one of the trades that happened today was uh, DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, former uh, Cleveland Browns. He got traded to the Lions. How does that make you feel? Uh, from the Browns, I, I feel like he's a, he's a young stud. Um Where's he going? He went to the Lions. So it's oh, it's it's, it's, it's crowded okay. over the Lions now. It's crowded there. Yeah, that's right. So um, does he, he may take targets from Amon St. Brown. You think you, you think but he is? I don't know. Think he's he's the guy, though. What? It's kind of tough to say at the moment. Because you got Amon St. Brown. He He's he's still a stud. Yep. And then with uh, Jameer Gibbs playing the way that he was playing mm-hmm. uh, last night, too. Yeah. Like, he's going to soak up a lot of targets. Yeah, no. But I- People's Jones going to... Yeah, add some depth. Yeah, uh, to the to the lineup. I don't. Sure. I don't see this as being like an immediately impactful move for the Lions, just because we're saying like you know how crowded the wide receiver room is. They like you mentioned, they already have Amon Ross and Brown. They also have Jamison Williams, who is you know somebody who's barely played for them so far, but you know highly touted uh, wide receiver, supposed to be really good. And then you know they still have Josh Reynolds, who has a connection with Jared Goff. You know, so I don't. I don't see DBJ. He 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 just seems like a depth depth piece move to me, so I don't I don't expect much from him. Um, I don't expect him to be you know people clamoring to to trade for him in fantasy. Yeah, you also have uh, Sam Laporta over there too. Yeah, um, so there's a lot. Like of they like going to him too. So oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then the other trade, the other offensive trade that happened today, uh, was Joshua Dobbs went from the Cardinals to the Vikings. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I had I had uh, this guy on my list. It was something that I was kind of watching. Joshua Dobbs. Um, yeah, Joshua Dobbs. I think with Kyler Murray coming back, they needed to kind of get rid of him or something. But with uh, Kirk Cousins being down for the season now, that's that's a big hit for the Vikings. So I think Joshua Dobbs. I think he'll have a big impact on the Vikings, especially with all the weapons they have over there. Yeah. So you think this is a good move for for the Vikings? I think it's a good move for the Vikings. I think Dobbs yeah. was pretty solid yeah. um, playing in Arizona. And he's also pretty mobile, too, for a quarterback, which should help the elf yeah. offense flow. He has definitely has escapability like, uh, to keep the, the play going, right? I think, I think it's just really interesting for the Cardinals because, you know, right now they have the first overall pick as of right now for the 2024 draft, right? And so it kind of feels like we're still wondering what the Cardinals are going to do with with Kyler Murray because if Kyler Murray comes comes back and they ball out, they might not have that first that it will be a first round pick, but it won't be first overall, right? And so to me, yeah, that's a good point. To me, this feels like I think they're going to continue to sit Kyler Murray as long as they can, keep him on the pup as long as they can. I think he has like twenty twenty one days after they activate him from the pup. Uh, and so I think that he's going to be out for one more week. And they're going to, they said they already announced that they're going to play Clayton Toon this week, who is their rookie pickup from this year, who wasn't that good in, in any of his appearances so far. And so this is going to help them, uh, 
this I, I guess this trade it's like they have stay at the bottom, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this trade is like their excuse to tank a little bit for at least another week. So and that um, team's gonna be Looney Tunes. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be weird. I don't I don't know what I don't know what to, to make of the the options over in over for the Cardinals either. Yeah, so so Vikings Vikings in a good spot. Um, they can sure use Joshua Dobbs on the team, but the situation going on in Arizona, who knows what's going on there? Right. And you have here Leonard Fournette. You want to talk about him? He wasn't a trade, but he was he was a signing, a free agent signing before. I think I. I think I, I got excited because uh, <laughs> when I was looking at this uh, yesterday, th- like you said, there wasn't a lot of trades happening um, in the NFL. So when I saw Leonard Fournette um, being signed to uh, the Bills practice squad right now, um, hopefully he gets bumped up um, to active uh, roster. But I have Leonard Fournette on my team and I was waiting all season for him to be picked up on a team. <laughs> um, and now I have uh, potential to use him um in one of my weeks uh, hopefully do you think that he's gonna become like a week-to-week relevant player with you know like damian this, harris this being is, out this is kind of tough i feel like he kind of replaces the damian harris role but they also have james cook um who else do they have latavius murray as well too i, I think james cook is still gonna be the lead back um leonard Fournette might be like a goal line yeah running back i feel like i feel very similarly and i think leonard, leonard Fournette also has that pass catching ability so i he he's a scary addition to to the to the bills because like you know it's been so long i can't remember, I, like i think i mentioned in a previous podcast that i don't remember the last time we the bills had a running back that we can count on and i think that this makes it even more uh uh like questionable as to who's your man as the running back for the bills for fantasy right you know, I was looking at that too. I was looking back at um, some stats for the past couple years, and I can't remember the Bills like having a like a catch passing or a pass catching running back. Right. I feel like uh, the Bills don't really play that style of offense. Right, for sure. Either so, runner they pass it to a wide receiver. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so I mean, originally we were gonna do a, a trade grade section, but I don't. I think that since there wasn't too many like crazy trades, we're gonna forego that and just kind of leave it at this intro here um but before we get the show started uh you know we have our weekly winner to to announce do you can you do that for me henry sure uh the weekly winner shout out uh for week eight goes to uh the owner the player with the most receptions uh the most receptions for week eight was 12 receptions uh, that player is CD Lamb, and CD Lamb belongs to that team is Team Trinster. That's right. Congratulations, Trinster. This is the first time in our league, in you know, as long as we've had these weekly prizes, this is the first time that somebody has won a prize the second time. So congratulations, Trin. Expect another check in the mail. It'll be there soon. <laughs> what was the first one? Uh... The, the first one for her, I I don't recall off the top of my head. Is it the highest quarterback? It might have been the highest. I think it was the, the was the field the uh, the week that Justin Fields went off. Yeah, possibly. I think it was that one. Possibly, but um, but yeah. Congratulations, Trinsta. Congratulations. Uh, I was hoping that we could get an even distribution, but I think there's three or four of us that still have yet to win, myself included. So uh, enjoy it while you can. 
Um, but yeah, so going into this episode, our quick episode preview, we have segment one is going to be drawing a rank, segment two, keep trade cut, and segment three, cash draft. So let's get started. Drawing a rank. It's uh, it's so weird, Henry, that doing these transitions by myself. Wish I was there with you. I know. So we can do the transitions together. It's okay. Um, I wish you were here too, but you know, this is the this is the best we got for now. I would have fed you pizza just like I did with Tuyen. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Maybe next time. So I'll give you the guest honors of drawing a rank. Uh, real quick for the listeners, in case there's anybody new joining us, drawing a rank is a segment where we will present a player in a stat category. And the game is for the other host to guess where that player finished in that stat category. For example, we could say, um, we could say like Josh Allen uh, finished as the quarterback blank in terms of passing yards this week. So yeah, Henry, you're the guest. I'm gonna let you go take your first one. Uh, for my first player for drawing a rank. Um... I selected a uh, Taysom Hill um, for his category. Uh, it's going to be rushing yards. Uh, so for week eight, Taysom Hill had 63 rushing yards. What tight end is he for that week? Oh, I, this one, this one I know because uh, Taysom Hill, I know that he, so in sleeper, he's categorized as both a tight end and a quarterback, and he finished pretty high as a quarterback. So I'm going to say that Taysom Hill finished this week as quarter, uh, tight end one. Is that right or wrong? Yeah, yeah, you're correct. So why did you choose Taysom Hill? That's just crazy. Like, 63 rushing yards and 9 attempts and 2 rushing touchdowns. Like, you want that for any of your running backs. But Taysom Hill um, is, like, all-purpose player and he, he does a little bit of everything and it's it's, it's not fair he, to people who have him on your team 100 percent. <laughs> he is such a cheat code the fact that you basically play a qb at the tight end position and then he does basically plays every position with you know the the rushing yards nine rushing attempts is the numbers that you know a somebody in a running back committee would have and then you know he's still, yeah and he, he still the yards, the yards are right there in the middle, yeah, and and, and the touchdown, the two touchdowns, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah, with that with that stat line, right? Yep. Um. I was actually looking this up. If he was a running back, do you know what position he would be in week eight? Uh, actually, I, in, with this stat line, I would say. Yeah, I, I I wanted to put this out there just for context. Yeah. No, this so is this is twenty nine or twenty one point nine six points. Yeah, this is a very interesting question, actually. If he was a running back, I would guess that he would finish as the running back, I don't know, five. Five was close. Um, He's actually six. So with with Jameer Gibbs having the game that he had uh, last night, um, Taysom Taysom would be six. So Jameer Gibbs did better or worse as a running back? Jameer Gibbs did better. Okay, so he's just so Taysom Hill was just barely worse than Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's crazy because Jameer Gibbs had an explosive game. Or, yeah, Jameer Gibbs. I think he's number one in Week Eight. But uh, when I was looking at this originally, 
Jameer Gibbs hadn't played yet, so Taysom Hill was five. Oh, but with Jameer Gibbs playing, no, yeah, he's six. Wow. I see. I see what you're saying. Wow. So Taysom Hill. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's better than uh, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon. Do you know what's funny, too? Um, Saquon had four times as much carries as Taysom Hill. Oh, yeah, Saquon got used this week. He was... He was... Uh, he was t- like they give him so many so many rushes. Yeah, but he's not ranked sixth though. Yeah, I think he just wasn't as efficient. Just the Giants in general just don't look that good this year. All right, so staying on the topic of the Saints. Oh, can I mention something else too? Oh yeah, of before course. you jump in. Of course, of course. Um, yeah. So just for more perspective, this current season, uh, Taysom Hill has two hundred three rushing yards. Um, the tight end with the next most rushing yards this season is Harrison Bryan with six yards. That's insane. <laughs> Clearly, like it's 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 quite clear that Taysom Hill is a gadget man and plays every position on the field. That's not fair. It's not fair. That's He's, not fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I know that in Dynasty, he's probably going to be rostered everywhere, and it's it's likely that he's rostered everywhere in redraft too. I would imagine. Um, Taysom Hill. Let me look this up real quick. His roster percentage. Um, owner. Uh, wow. In in redraft, he's only owned in forty three percent of leagues. It started in twelve. So in redraft, if he's out there, go get him. Go get this man. Yeah, that's crazy. League winner. All right. So yeah, I, like I was saying, um, staying on the topic of. The Saints, I have a player who I don't know what to make of right now. Um, his name is Rashid Shahid. I'm sure you've heard of him because he he caught a touchdown this week. Uh, and I want you to tell me where he ranks in terms of receiving yards this year uh, it, among wide receivers. Uh, receiving yards for the year? Uh, it, this week. Oh, for this week? Yep. I don't even know who this player is. That's what I'm saying. He's a wide receiver for the Saints. Yep. He's not somebody that I would normally think of uh, when I think of Saints' uh, wide receiver core. But um, I'm guessing he had a, he had a big week. Uh, he's had a, he had a few big weeks, just saying. Um, you guessed for my uh, drawing a rank five, so I'm gonna guess five for uh, Rashid Shahid. Yes, that's his name. A tongue twister. But f- five is not correct. Uh, he would he no, did, he, not did, five. he did better than having the fifth most yards as a wide receiver. Oh Jesus! Um. Better than five. Mm-hmm. I know CD Lamb was up there this week. Um, DeAndre Hopkins was also up there. Yep. One, two. I don't know. I don't know which order. I think AJ Brown was up there too. Four. Rashid Shahid, fourth. Are you locking that in? I'm locking that in. That is. Incorrect. So Rashid Shahid. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I that actually. I, I, let me take that. Let me take that back real quick. He actually finished ka-ching. exactly fourth. Yes, ka-ching. He actually finished exactly fourth. I um. 
Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I might have messed up. I, I forgot to sort. So in terms of yards, he finished... Oh, for yards. Yes, in terms of yards, he finished second. But overall, he finished fourth as wide receiver. Damn, how many yards did he have? He had 153 yards. And get this, 153 yards on three receptions. Sheesh. Yeah. That's crazy. Rashid Shahid, That's just as crazy as DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Rashid Shahid is... He's been like the bane of my existence this season because be- I feel like because of him, Chris Olave is not doing as good as he was expected to do, you know, going into the season. Um, Rashid Shahid is a, he's a big play guy for like hundred percent, like a big play guy. He gets like the, the long, long passes and he's super fast. And so at this point in the season, I don't know what to do with Rashid Shahid and, and Chris Olave. Um, yeah, I didn't even know this guy was relevant. Um, I feel like on the Saints, too, you have Michael Thomas. He's he's taken some targets, and then with Al- Alvin Kamara there too, you know. Yeah, um, that's definitely taken away from your dude's production. Yeah, I mean, uh, Michael Thomas has been super consistent. I feel like you know a very consistent output, like not not great, but not you know the best either. A very good baseline player, whereas Rashid Shahid has been a very boomer bust uh, because he's a big play guy. He kind of reminds me of like. Gabe Davis of last year, where you know really big games from with long yardage yardage touchdowns or not much at all other than that, and so yeah, it's tough to rely on players like that. Yeah, no, the, he's the kind of player that you would rely on in when you like need a little nitro boost on your team. Yeah, for sure. Like if you're down a lot of points and you 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 can blame on like a like a big play. Yeah. Um, point yeah but yeah but like like another i guess another perspective that you can put on rashid shaheed is that in terms of so we said that he was second most in terms of yards right but in terms of receptions he was 47th which is not like playable if you're playing only for receptions because receptions is where you get your consistency from like the more receptions you get the more yardage you are uh baselining each week for sure yeah if, if you're looking at this from like a like a like a waiver perspective like you can't really rely on three receptions three right. receptions three targets right but it's so enticing sometimes you know with all these long long yardages and touches and touchdowns so that's that's why i have a problem with this guy i have a bone to pick with rashid Shahid because he's still on my a lot of my targets and points I'm looking at a sleeper app right now for uh, for the year for uh, Rashid Shahid. Yeah. And every single touchdown that he's gotten this year, it's on. I feel like it's on big plays. He's he's had over 80 yards. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Every he's, single week that he had touchdown. Yeah, he's a big play guy. He's like he's he's there, Gabe Davis. Um. But yeah, I guess I just wanted to bring that up because he is somebody that you might want to look into if you need that nitro boost, like we said. So. Let's go into Did our. Did you play him? See, that's what I was afraid of being asked. Flex. I would. I would flex. <laughs> he's a, he's a flex play. Like I wouldn't. We. I think we already mentioned that we wouldn't rely on him for baseline points, but he yeah. he can definitely win you a week. <laughs> my cat just knocked over yeah, my. Yeah, if you had no one else to play. Yeah, for sure. Um. All right, so you're up next. Who? What's your next line? All right. Uh, my next guy 
uh, Will Levis, uh, four passing touchdowns. What quarterback is he of week eight? Will Levis. Okay, so I, 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 in a way, I cheated a little bit because I also picked this person and then realized that you picked this person afterwards after you, uh, you pointed it out to me. Um, Will Levis finished as quarterback. Is he there four or five? I, I think he was five. Is that correct? Eh. It wasn't? Wrong. So it was wrong. QB4. Oh. Wrong. What? <laughs> no way. What you... Wait. <laughs> Wait, is four passing touchdowns the category or the QB rank overall? Uh, a difference that is up to you. <laughs> I think we're not clear. That is up to you. <laughs> okay. I think I was just thinking overall. In QB. terms of in terms of uh, over, overall QB, yeah, I think he was fourth or fifth. Okay. On the week. Um, overall QB uh, for the week, he is ranked sixth. Sixth? Really? But if you were sorting by passing, but if you were sorting by passing touchdowns, then yeah, he would be fourth. Wait, really? In terms of who who got more points? Who got yeah. more, more touchdowns than him this week? Let's see. Um, Sam Howell also had four touchdowns. Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts also had four touchdowns. So if we we're ranking by touchdown, they would all be first, no? Um, they'd be tied for first. Yeah, they would all be. But first. if you're if you're accounting uh, for the all the other stats. Yeah, all the other stats. Gotcha, then, gotcha. Yeah, it would be six. All right, but yeah, Will Levis. Your was, question. <laughs> Will Levis was a was a very surprise um, performance this week. And you know what's crazy about that too was um, all the other players that I mentioned earlier that had four passing touchdowns. They had at least thirty attempts, and uh, Will Levis had twenty nine attempts. Yeah, on nineteen completions. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure not a single soul played Will Levis this week, and he he could have won people weeks this this week. So, the question for Will Levis is moving forward. As long as you know he's starting, do you play him? Do, do you think this I think, is a I think it's tough to say. I think it's tough to say. Um, I think we would need a second week or even a third week to see how uh, the rookie's playing. But then again, if you look at um, who he was throwing to as well, um, DeAndre Hawkins had three three of those touchdowns, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that's correct. That Can that be sustainable too? I mean, you know, I think DeAndre like, Hawkins like, could do that. both sides. Um, I mean, this this week they played the Atlanta Falcons. Next week they play Pittsburgh, and I think he, uh, Will Levis is supposed to start next week. Let's say that you are, you you have him on your team. Do you start him? I think in our league, uh, with the Superflex league, you you could probably play him. But um, in a one quarterback league, I'd probably wait. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, would you so in the case of the one quarterback league you roster him just in case or no i think if he's available in your league and you have um an expendable position i would pick him up just in case yeah yeah i think that um he's already had his bye week too so you don't have to worry about that going forward for the rest of the season yeah i think in terms of like one qb leagues um if you are streaming quarterbacks, there's a lo- actually a lot of decent options out there. Um, actually, you know, I think I heard a stat this week that this past 
week of football, out of all 32 teams, because there's no buys this past week, that all 32 teams played, 11 of them were backup quarterbacks that started the game. So maybe there isn't as many. Really? As many, so maybe there isn't as many, um, as many streaming options as we are thinking there is. So I guess, I guess I would. I mean, I would. I would take a chance if I was streaming him because I can't. I think I feel like against Pittsburgh, um, I feel like their defense has been kind of meh this year. They're not as good as they used to be. But at the same time, the the Steelers they don't score as much either. So it, it's not like a they're not like racing for points. That's right. I agree with that too. Um, yeah, we'll have to see how he uh, performs this next week. Yeah. So I have another question for you with uh, with Will Levis playing the way he did. Is there any chance that if Traylon Brooks were to come back, that he becomes relevant? I think so. Um, I don't know how Will Levis played um, in college, and he's a rookie, so I, I don't have much to kind of base off of. Uh, I don't have much uh, stats to base my um, my <laughs> my, uh, my review of him. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think I think with Traylon Brooks um, back, it would open up the floor to uh, the whole offense, basically. Um, you'll have Hopkins to throw to Traylon Burks to throw to, and hopefully, um, with the offense rolling, um, with the wide receiver core, uh, you can bring back the running game too and make Derrick Henry relevant again. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, that would be good. Um, did did Will Levis rush out all this week? Oh, he did seven times for eleven yards, which is the yardage was not great, but the fact that he does rush sometimes offers some baseline. So. He's he's an interesting. Yeah, with seven, it's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, my last drawing a rank is somebody that some players may not know in redraft leagues, but probably know in dynasty leagues. Um, this is Trey McBride. Uh, this past week's starting tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. Where does he rank in terms of targets as a tight end? Three. Three? I'm giving you... The, I say three. And, and <laughs> he did better than that. He did better than that? He did better than that. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one option then. Three? What do you mean? He's two. Eh. Because see... Eh. As a tight end. As a tight end. Three? As a tight end. Yeah. Oh, as a tight end. Yeah. Damn. I give you one more guess. Two answers. <laughs> <laughs> He's one. He's one. Yes, Trey McBride finished this week as uh in in, in with, so I guess the way to put it is that as a tight end, in, out of all the tight ends, he had the most targets uh, at the position with a total of fourteen, which is actually the same as CD Lamb, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, and it is. Trey McBride, CeeDee Lamb, yeah, that's right. and De- Deontay Johnson, DK Metcalf, all four of these players had 14 targets this week. One, only one of them is a tight end. And um, you know that the uh, that Trey McBride, he finished the week overall as tight end two? So, I'm uh, Taysom Hill, right? Uh, 
That's crazy. Yes, right behind Taysom Hill, this, <laughs> which is super crazy. Um, we so based on some performances last year, Trey McBride, we know he's good, uh, but he's been being, playing behind Zach Ertz, uh, so you know he doesn't get as much playing time, as much time to do to to do much. But with Zach Ertz being hurt and on IR, Trey McBride took the starting job this week and he ran with it. Um, Ten receptions, ninety-five yards, and receiving touchdown. And you know, tying these other four players for the most targets—that's, that's. Um, this is a player that I think will be very relevant as a tight end in in the league. And so, in in dynasty, he's already on teams for sure because he probably got drafted last year as a rookie. But in redraft, he's probably available. Is his roster percentage? Let me see if I can find it. 85% in dynasty leagues and in redraft leagues. Oh, he's a popular guy. Dre McBride. In redraft leagues, he's only owned in 30% of leagues. And it was plus 23% as of this week, meaning that he was only rostered in 70, 7% of leagues in redraft. Oh. So he's for, a- for people who pick him up uh, for next week, for week nine, would you play him next week though? Next week, he plays against Cleveland. And honestly, uh, Cleveland defense is really good. But I think that you can probably, with Clayton Toon, yeah, this is tough. They don't have uh, Dobbs anymore. Yeah, they don't have Dobbs anymore. <laughs> You're right. And this this is kind of tough because I feel like it, it, I I hope that they continue to use him as, as a pass catcher because that's kind of what he's known for is being a pass yeah. catcher instead of being a blocker. If they use him as a blocker, you know, then forget it. Because I mean, Clayton Toon might need the tight end blocker, but if Jeremy Brad can kind of be like a relief valve, then I would one hundred percent play McBride. And it's hard to say right now, so I don't know. What about you? Yes, you yeah, play- someone, someone for a quarterback to kind of dump the ball off to. Yeah. So would you would you play him? Um, no, I probably wouldn't play him. Like not a chance. We, we don't know how Clayton Toon. <laughs> yeah, not a chance. So let me let me let, um, let me pose a couple of players at tight end. Would you play him over? Uh, obviously, let me see. Would you play him over John New Smith? <laughs> uh, I might have to. If those are the only two players, I'd probably take a chance on. Uh, okay, let's go down a little further. Would you play him over? Uh, Tyler Higby. No, you wouldn't play him over Tyler Higby. You know that uh, John Smith has been having a better season than Tyler Higby. Uh, yeah, than Tyler Higby. Is he really? Yeah, John Smith wow. at fifty point seven points, where in half PPR, whereas uh, Tyler Higby is only at four, ten points behind, ten points behind John Smith. Interesting. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think this week too with. Um, Matt, Matt Stafford being questionable too. I don't, I don't trust any other series there. Yeah. So I'm going to have to pick uh, Jay McBride over um, Higby. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like if you if you need a tight end start, I feel like you could just take the gamble because if you are streaming tight end, you're likely not going to get much points elsewhere anyways. Um, That's true. 
most of the yeah, all the good tight ends are probably taken. Yeah, so I w- I wouldn't mind taking a gamble on on Terry McBride. I think he's I think he's really good. I think he just needs the opportunities. All right, I think we've been dwelling if on you this. Pick him up. I hope you prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, I I mean I can't get him, but maybe uh, maybe how many leagues are you in? I'm in one league. Uh, just just I can di- handle more than one league this year. Just the dynasty. <laughs> It's the dynasty league. Oh, so go trade for this guy while he's young. <laughs> All right, I, I think we. I may consider it. We have spent way too long in this segment. Let's move on to our next one. Keep trade cut. This is so weird without Jimmy's Jimmy's uh, harmony. But anyways, this segment is pretty self-explanatory. You guys all know what it is. It's keep trade cut. We decide between three players who we're going to keep, who we're going to trade, and who we're going to cut. So, guest honors. Give me your first one, Henry. Um, For my first player uh, in this category, um, I'm going with Volkan Oh, you want all the players? Yeah, give me all your players so that I can decide who to keep oh, trade sorry. cut. Yeah, Volkan uh, Evan Engram, and Dallas Goddard. All right. This one's. I think this. I have an easy cut here. I, I would cut Cole Komet between these three. I would. I think. I just think that Cole. Uh, the the Bears' offense is very questionable. Like they, besides like DJ Moore and Justin Fields. Uh, Cole Komet has been productive with Justin Fields on the fields, but, um, not really without him. It seems like, um. So I would cut Cole Komet. You say. You say Cole Komet. Would you say Cole Komet's like their second? Receiving option behind DJ Moore. I, I feel like they don't have like a solid second receiver. I mean, I, I mean, I guess you. Know, I, I guess you can say that, but like, it doesn't feel that way. Um, I guess. Let me let me look at his uh, season stats so far. See, like this this past week, twelve point nine points. That's actually pretty good in terms of like tight end landscape. But the week before that, goose egg. And the week before that, 1.9 points. The week before that, 12. So it's kind of like, you know, typical tight end where it's like he does something or he does nothing. But he is currently the tight end six on the season. That's right. So, yeah, I don't know. And I picked all the other uh, tight ends because they're kind of around the same ranking. Yeah, I mean, for the season. Da- Dallas Goddard has been a disappointment. Evan Engram, I don't think he's quite living up, living up to expectation either, but... Um, Dallas Goddard, you expect, expect expected much more from being on the uh, the Eagles, right? So, uh, I think I I feel like Dallas Goddard. So I drafted Dog, Dallas Goddard on a team this year, and he definitely has been a disappointment. And so I I did trade him away, but I do think that if I can, I would rather hold on to Dallas Goddard because, uh, just because he's on such a, a much much better offense than Evan Ingram, but um. Uh, so I'm gonna say Cole Komet is my my cut, Dallas Goddard is my uh, keep, and Evan Engram is gonna be my trade. Because uh, let me look up Evan Engram's stats real quick. He's right behind Cole Komet in terms of uh, fantasy finish currently, but like um, his ceiling just hasn't been as high. Evan Engram, you know, his top top scoring week so far is 11.8, which is his past week, and he's on bye next week. Yeah, if you're looking at um all, all of those three players, 
um, just from like a season comparison. Um, Evan Ingram has more targets, more receptions, uh, more yardage. It's kind of funny because Cole Komet um, has the most touchdowns in the season out of those three. Yeah. Touchdowns doesn't, it's been known to not be like a sticky, like sticky, consistent stat. Like that, you know, doesn't determine how good a player is necessarily. And so I think you could probably, you could probably trade Kukumet because of how well he kind of has been doing here and there. Maybe some on a, a week where he booms. But I think between these three, I just feel like, I don't know. I just don't like Kukumet. <laughs> Me too. He's never been like exciting. That's why I traded him away. Yeah. He, yeah. You already traded him? Okay. But, I traded him uh, a while back. Oh, I forget who I traded him gotcha. for. Gotcha, gotcha. So what what would you do in this situation? Keep trade cut. Um, I'd probably do the same thing. Keep Dallas Goddard. Um, I think Philadelphia's offense is high powered, even though there's um two elite wide receivers there. Um, Evan Ingram hasn't really been doing that much. I feel like I'd probably trade him away, and I agree with you with cutting Cole Komet. Yeah, and I think I think uh, Dallas Goddard's Dallas Goddard's playoff schedule is pretty nice too with the against. The, the Seahawks, the Giants, and then, and then the Cardinals in championship week. So I think it's a... Yeah, he started the season off slow, um, but you, you, you'd think at some point later on in the season um, things would kind of start to balance out. Yeah, yeah. It'll regress back towards the mean. All right, so my keep trade cut is a quarterback one. Uh, we have Will Levis, who we just spoke about. We have Sam Howell, who finished this week as QB1. And we have Joshua Dobbs, who is going over to the uh, Minnesota Vikings with um, Jordan Addison and later on, Justin Jefferson. Who are you keeping? Who are you trading? And who are you cutting? I kind of struggle with this. They're kind of tough. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's kind of the point, right? We want to uh, make this interesting. Yeah, let's, let's talk it out. Um, for some reason, I didn't realize Sam Howell was like two years into the league. Yeah, this, for some reason, I thought he was like a household name. Yeah, he was a he was a rookie last year. Um, but yeah, just from looking at his uh, stats this year, he certainly doesn't play like a like a sophomore. Um, I feel like he's been a pretty consistent player this this season. Is that is that a good thing or a bad thing? I guess a good thing. Yeah. Um. Washington's team is pretty good too. I don't know where they stand um, in terms of NFL standings, but I think for how consistent Sam Howell's been playing, you certainly want him on your team. Um, then Joshua Dobbs, we mentioned him earlier. He's he's on a high-powered offense too, um, but he's also mobile as a quarterback, which is something that you want. Um, I think Russian quarterbacks are kind of hard to come by. Um, and you can tell from other quarterbacks with that same skill set. Um, it's just a gold mine if they can move on their feet. And that's where we start talking about Justin Fields now. Justin Fields has that elite ability to run, but I don't think he's as consistent as a passer, even though we've seen flashes this year. Um, <laughs> preparing all of those things, it's kind of tough yeah. um, on who to keep trading cut. 
tough. I think I would keep Joshua Dobbs. Addison, Jordan Addison as a rookie, he's been looking great. You also have Kinson on that team, and eventually when uh, Justin Jefferson comes back, I think Joshua Dobbs would be good for that team. So I think I would keep him. Um, Sam Howell. I, I wanted to keep Sam Howell too, but I might have to trade him. Because mm-hmm. I, I think I believe more in the Vikings than I do Washington. Yep. Um, and then I'll probably cut Justin Fields. Sorry. Uh, this Wait, Will Levis is my third one. <laughs> oh, Will Levis, sorry. Uh, Does that change things for you? I don't have Justin Fields. Oh, so maybe, maybe. No, I probably. Yeah, no, that doesn't change anything. I I, uh, I had Justin Fields um, at I first. I probably thought Will Levis. I had Justin Fields at first, but then I changed it to Will Levis. Maybe your 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 version of Doc didn't update yet or something. Yeah, I would. That, that doesn't change anything. I was still cut. You still cut Will Levis. Will, Will Levis. Okay, yeah. that's, that's super interesting because yeah. um, a, co- <laughs> a couple of things that you said were, I thought were interesting. Um, so I would drop Joshua Dobbs. I think of these. Three, he's probably the least exciting and the least talented. Not saying that he's not talented. He's actually been very, very good as the Cardinals starting quarterback. Um, uh, but I just feel like he's not the most exciting name out there. And definitely, I feel like if he was on a better offense, he wouldn't be as as good as he is on the Cardinals, where you know they're, where they're trying to tank. Um, I would trade will levis because of his this past week the hype that could possibly be used to sell him right now is probably as not i wouldn't say as high as it can be but it is it's substantial so i think will levis is a good good trade candidate you probably get something out of that um and will levis i think you people have to also realize that will, Le- will levis has something to prove um he was he he showed up to the nfl draft uh, on day one, expected to be expecting to be draft drafted, and he did not get drafted, and he didn't get drafted until either end of round one or round two, and so I think Will Levis has a chip on his shoulder, and I think he wants to do well, um, to prove to those people that passed on him that he is quarterback one status. Um, so Will Levis, I think, is a really good trade candidate right at this very moment, and Sam Howell. You mentioned that he's consistent, but I don't think that he's as consistent as you think he is. The reason I know is because I have him, right? Uh, he has a very wide range of outcomes. Um, he has, uh, I mean, his, his his worst game this season was against Buffalo, where he only scored 4.6 points and uh, threw four interceptions that game. He doesn't typically, I mean, he does throw, you know, I would say an average, if it was average his number, interceptions would be at like, you know, zero point eight per game something around there i uh, just kind of just um guesstimating but um i think i mentioned on a previous podcast what concerns me most about sam howell is the number of sacks that he takes in the game he is the most sacked quarterback in the game right now and that's just like asking to be hurt so uh, that's what i'm afraid of but i do think that with these trades that happened today, we mentioned that there was a lot of defensive trades, not so much offensive. Uh, Commanders traded away two defensive, two of their really good defensive options. And I think this puts Washington in more of a throwing game script because they're not going to be able to uh, hold back other offenses. Defense. 
Yeah. Yep. Okay. They're not going to be able to. They're, they're, Washington Commanders' defense is not going to be able to uh, prevent points. And so the Washington Commanders are going to often be in a throwing game script, which is uh, has been Sam Howell's key to success. I mean, if you look at his pass attempts, right? I'm just going to read through them from week one through week eight. 31 pass attempts, 39 pass attempts, 29 pass attempts, 41 pass attempts, 51 pass attempts, uh, 23, which is his lowest, and then 42 and 52. Those are insane, you know, a number of passes per game. And that's been, you know, I feel like Sam Howell's reason as to why he's been so good um, is because he passes. He throws the ball a lot. He throws the ball a lot. And he, not only that, I think he's starting to figure out Jahan Dotson. He unlocked Jahan Dotson this past week. Um, and between Scary Terry, Terry, Terry McLaurin, and Jahan Dotson. And then not only that, he throws a lot to Logan Thomas, too. I think that he's figuring out this offense, and I think he he does have a lot of upside, but he, he also has a lot of floor, too. So um, Sam Howell, he's my keep. I think he's the probably the best for sure thing on, of these three. Okay. Yeah, I um I was looking at Sam Howell's stats and the the number of attempts that he throws per game that intrigues me. And he's only gonna get better moving forward um, the rest of the season. Um I'm still gonna stick with Joshua Dobbs. I didn't realize that Sam Howell gets sacked that much. I don't think that's a stat that you can really look up easily. Um Yeah, it, it, it doesn't our, show um, in sleeper. Yeah, it doesn't show in sleeper, but um I just I d- And you raise a good concern. He's just asking to get hurt, getting sacked. Maybe. Yeah, it's like uh, he just takes too long to throw the ball, and his his line isn't isn't that great, and so you know it's tough for him. But he's still he's been he's a tough guy. It seems like he pushes through a lot. But yeah, let's go on to your next line, your next three. Um, the next three players that I picked. Um. Oh, in our in our sleeper uh, app in our dynasty league for this this current year, um, I went to the rookie draft and I just picked the top three uh, wide receivers. Okay, um, interesting. Pick first round, so Jackson Smith and Jigba, mm-hmm. uh, Quentin Johnston and Jordan Addison. All right. What's your <clears throat> deep trade cut? So I, I mentioned them because that was the order that they were picked. I, I see. So this is the order they were picked in. Um, I think I am lowest on Quinton Johnston. I so going into the draft, I kind of liked him and I liked his landing spot, but I we, we I think we all knew that it was a crowded landing spot with Keenan Allen and uh, Mike Williams. But and then when Mike Williams got hurt, Austin Eckler too. Austin Eckler as well, yeah. And then uh, Gerald Everett at, at tight end. Um, mm-hmm. Not only not only John Everett, but Donald Parham too, who had flashes last year. Um, but I think Quinton Johnson had the a great but also scary landing spot because of how crowded it was. And uh, when Michael Williams went down, we we were hoping that it was Quinton Johnson stepping up and not Joshua Palmer. But it seems that Joshua Palmer was the one who took the step forward. But I believe, if not, if I'm not mistaken, Joshua Palmer is also now hurt. Um, he, he's hurt. I think he's questionable for this upcoming week. Yeah. So Quinton Justin might be interesting this week, but I don't. I don't feel like Quinton Justin has shown us much yet this season. So 
he currently would be my drop. Um, Jordan Addison, we we've seen how good he can be, especially with when with the absence of Justin Jefferson. Um, I just question how well he's going to do with Joshua Dobbs. Um, it could go either way, really, with Joshua Dobbs because I mean, we've seen games where um, Michael Wilson from the, from the Cardinals was doing well with Josh Dobbs and. Um, you know, like, but I feel like we haven't heard of any really super wide receiver performances other than that at the beginning of the season from the Cardinals. And so I think Jordan Anson would probably be my trade. And then my, my keep is going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba because, um, I think he, Jackson Smith and JSN, I think he had a slow start, but I think he's, uh, starting to show up more. He's starting to take more steps. And I think that this Seahawks team is going to be a second half of the year type of team. And so I think that there's more points to come Jackson, JSN's way. You don't, you're not scared of uh, DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett on that team? Uh, I think I think Tyler Lockett right now is also uh, injured, right? Is that right? I don't remember. Um, but I don't, I don't think so. I think that uh, we've seen Geno Smith be good and support a few players before. Um, I think, I think that JSN probably has the most. Um, I think based on my, based on my projections, I think that he has the most value. Yeah, um, he he did go um, earlier on. Um, in NFL draft and all these other two guys. But then I also think Jordan Addison's numbers kind of inflated too with Justin Jefferson being out. Yeah. If you're just looking at it like stat wise. Right. Um, I don't know how these players, I don't really like watch the games or any of the highlights. I don't know um, what their skill set is and how they uh, compare uh, with each other. But um, if we're just looking at stat wise, then yeah, like I mentioned, I think. Jordan Addison's numbers are kind of inflated. So what would you do? Um, I was I was going to keep Jordan Addison. Um, I don't know how long Justin Jefferson's going to be out and if he comes back, if he's going to be healthy. Yeah. Um, I'm but actually, I kind of believe at Joshua Dobbs as well. Yeah. I'm actually worried that with Joshua Dobbs coming in, if, if the Vikings happen to decide that they're not going to uh, compete this season... I think they're going to keep Justin, Justin Jefferson out even longer. Um, so that that's a concern that probably should be considered depending on how Joshua Dobson does in his first couple of games. Didn't, um, did the Vikings select a, a quarterback too? So they have a rookie quarterback. So there's potential that if Joshua Dobson not playing well, like the rookie could come I, in, play some snaps I'm not, too. I'm not sure if they drafted one, but I, I think they did get a... Um, an undrafted player. I'm not, I'm not, mm, I'm not okay. so sure on that though. Yeah, I would I would probably keep Jordan and I would carry Jack Smith and Jigba and Quentin Johnston to easy drop for me. All right, sounds good. All right, um, let me give you our last keep trade cut. I have Zach Charbonnet, Kyron Williams, and Jameer Gibbs. Keep trade cut. I mean, a tough position again. I mean, I think we've been I think. in a position all night with these. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Um, 
I, I feel like with Jameer Gibbs, how he's been playing the past two games with David Montgomery out, I feel like, I feel like you, you can't do anything else but keep him, especially with the, how um, how I powered uh, their offenses on the lines. Yeah. I feel like they just their game script is just score as many points as you can. Um, I feel like Jameer Gibbs is it easy. Um, I'd say Kyron Williams is a trade candidate. Um, it's kind of weird the the running back situation and um on the Rams. You thought he would be the the guy, right? Um, with Cam Akers being traded away, but then they signed on um Daryl Henderson. Uh, so I feel like it's gonna be crowded there in the running back room. Yeah. Um, but Kyron Williams, he's been pretty solid this whole season before he got hurt. He's still hurt, right? Yeah, he's still hurt. I think he's expected to be out another two weeks so, till like week, I, I forget. I, I want to say like week 12, but I can double check it right now because I have him on my, on my team. Yeah. And they have a bye coming up too, I think. Yeah, Kevin Williams, um, he is expected to, he won't be eligible to return until week 12. So that's, he's already been out uh, two weeks. Um, he has one more week out this upcoming week. He has a bye, and then his fourth game out would be uh, week eleven. So he can't come back until week twelve. That's a lot of yeah. missed time yeah. and time on your bench or IR. Yeah, I think I would I would try to trade Kyron Williams to um, I think somebody somebody in the league who's kind of like at like the top portion in standings. Um, maybe they could use another running back. Uh, that can help them out later on in the season, um, like before playoffs or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I think I would trade him and then Zach Charbonnet. I'd probably cut him. I don't know too much about him, I think, because he's not really doing anything this season. Um, wait, what team is he? He's on the Seahawks. He's on yeah, Seahawks. He's, on the Seahawks. He's, he's with uh, Ken Walker. Ken Walker. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, Ken Walker's been doing everything. Yeah. So you you bring up a, a really good point with the uh, Kyron being the trade candidate. I actually really like what you said there about um, trading him to a team that is doing well and is looking for a playoff asset. Um, I I agree with you on Jameer Gibbs. I think that I think so. I think the fear with Jameer Gibbs that why people some people might trade him is because of, of David Montgomery's return. But I think that the way that Jameer Gibbs has been playing, he's earned his spot on the team to be, you know, at least 1A, 1B situation, at least. And we've seen Jameer Gibbs, you know, um, this past week take off for a, a touchdown. So that could happen any any given week. Uh, Kyron Williams, you said, was solid. Um, and he has been and would, would make a very good trade, trade candidate. I, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, reiterate what you said there. And Zach Charbonnet, I do want to mention that he's been seeing more snaps lately, and they're starting to utilize him more as rookie as a lot of rookies do, you know, towards the second half of the season. But uh, as things stand, I think between these three, Zach Charbonnet is the weakest candidate for now. But he does have potential to be a trade. Um, for sure. Uh, I I haven't really been following along with Carl Williams, but does he get um, any work in the the receiving uh, department like, uh, from game to game? He he gets some. So like 
I know in in week two he had ten targets, week three seven targets, and then um, other weeks is like three or less. So, but it's nothing compared right, to Jameer I mean, Gibbs. It's nothing I compared. Think. It's nothing compared to Alvin Kamara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But out of these three players, Jameer Gibbs probably receiving um, more work in the, the pass catching department. Um, so I think that alone makes him pretty valuable, depending on what kind of league you play in. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's um, move on to our third segment. If you have nothing else to add on, I can get. All right, let's go. Cash draft. All right, so Henry and I have already taken some time to draft a team using a salary style draft. Um, very similar to basically FanDuel, DraftKings, Daily Fantasy drafts. Um, so uh, why don't you read me your team? Give me, give me I'm, the player I'm all name. over the place on here. <laughs> it's okay. Right. Let me, here, let's, let's go, by, go by position then. How about that? We have a budget. I, we have a budget of $3,500, and then players are priced based on um, their expected performance. So, for example, um, Josh Allen is expected to, be, expected to be to earn the most points this week. He's priced at 9200 whereas uh, Derek Carr is only 7100 you know, just for example. Um, and so what, what this budget does is it forces us to, uh, kind of decide if we want a, a team of a lot of average players or stars and scrubs type of approach, or, you know, it forces us to stay, with, uh, make our team competitive, uh, with limited budget. So at quarterback, um, I have Joe Burrow for 7,600 and I picked Joe Burrow because he's playing Sunday night. Prime time against Buffalo. This is expected to be the highest scoring game of the week by Vegas at 48.5 points, uh, with Cincinnati expected to win by at least 2.5. So um, Joe Burrow is my pick for a quarterback this week. How about you, Henry? That's a good pick. Um, I know I've been hyping up Dr. Dobbs, but I had to go with Sam Howell, even though he was my great candidate um so i picked up sam howell for 7400 um uh he is playing against uh new england uh this week um i think they're gonna be in a negative game script so i'm hoping sam howell throws the ball a lot um so i'm banking on him as my quarterback yeah solid pick uh, I mean, I like it. I like that you are expecting big, big, big things from him because I have him on my team. So that's always good for me too. <laughs> um, my running back for this week is Raheem Mostert at seventy seven hundred. Uh, Raheem Mostert is playing against Kansas City. I lied when I said that the uh, Buffalo Cincinnati game was going to be the highest scoring because this Miami KC game is going to be the highest scoring. It's supposed to be the highest scoring. Um, I mean, we've seen the Miami offense. You know, just go off between Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert, uh, Devin De- 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 A. Chain, uh, Tua. We've seen them, you know, basically annihilate teams on on the ground and through the air. Uh, so I think Raheem Mostert is going to uh, continue to do what he's been doing and get us lots of points. Do you think um, 
Are you scared of Kansas City's defense at all? Kansas um, City has been a has been a pretty good defense, but um, I kind of want to go back and look at these games uh, that Miami has played uh, because I, I I get the feeling that um, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, I mean, so let's take a look at this in terms of they played. Okay, okay. Uh, of the of the teams that they've played so far, they've played the Chargers, the Patriots. They've already played the Patriots, and against the Patriots, Raheem Mostert scored 25 and 0.2 points. He was already three on the week that week. Um, But in terms of great defenses he played, he's played the, the Broncos, which have been kind of eh, the Bills, Giants, Carolina. So I guess he's had a lot of okay games nothing crazy so this, this might be his first real challenge this week um i mean yeah I, th- I was looking at it from um yeah i was looking at it from uh you know how like kansas city played the broncos last week i have javante williams on my team and he had a pretty decent game so um hopefully raheem will start he um he has kind of like a similar type production game against kansas city yeah I'm, i mean i have no doubts that miami will be able to move to down the ball down the field and then all i mean I think that Raheem is their main guy on the ground, so I think that he can punch a few in easily. And it's supposed to be a high-scoring game, so, you know, hopefully on both sides. Yeah. Who's your running Maybe back? Maybe he'll get, like, a three-touchdown game. Hopefully. <laughs> is that what you want? <laughs> no, not for him. Maybe right. for my guy, though. Yeah, who's your guy? Um, I had to go with uh, Josh Jacobs. He's um 7,500, uh, 200 less than Raheem. Um, I feel like Josh Jacobs, he's had a down year this year compared to um, the type of season he had last year, but he's supposed to be playing the Giants. Um, I think that's a good matchup for him. Um, as long as their offense can keep the ball moving, I, I feel like he should uh, be solid in terms of production. Sounds good. I At my wide receiver position, I have Stephon Diggs at 8,700. Um, Stefan Diggs is the other side of the ball against my quarterback, Joe Burrow. Uh, and Stefan Diggs is, I, I, this past week, I believe she, she, Cleo Shakir had a lot of, has the most, most targets. I think that was a, um, kind of like a, not like a game script, the, the game plan for the Buffalo Bills, but I still believe that, you know, I think we all know that Stefan Diggs is the main wide receiver over there. And I think I'm, I, I feel, I just feel. I'm feeling and I'm manifesting a touchdown for Stefan Diggs this week. That's a good pick, actually. Um, you with going with um, players from that match, um, the Buffalo Cincinnati game. I didn't think about it. Yeah, I just I, <laughs> I went on in in this kind of draft. I just I, I try to pick like players that are that are expected to on teams that are expected to, to score a lot. Yeah. That's kind of my my that's one of one of my first it. approaches, and that's that's you know it's it's helpful for you know people who play fantasy in knowing who to who to start, who not to start, what which, which game matchups to to stream. Who's your wide receiver, Henry? Um, for wide receiver, nine thousand dollars. I went with AJ Brown. Um, I think he he's been a beast as of late. Um, six games in a row of 125 yards plus. That's pretty beast. Yeah, I think he's um, on a 
going for a record. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping with him on my team, he goes for another 125 yards plus, and that'd be great too if he got a couple touchdowns. Yep. Um, the downside to that though is that Philly is playing Dallas, and we know Cowboys defense has been top tier this this year, so um, I'm kind of taking a chance on that. Yeah, I think I feel like Dallas defense has started the year great, but after losing uh, Trayvon Diggs and as well as a couple other players, I feel like they haven't been as good as they started the season. Uh, but I think the thing that concerns me about this game is that it's a Dallas-Philly game. They're rivals. They're division rivals, actually. And I feel like these, these games get pretty gritty and uh, pretty defensive. That, that, that's my my fear. But mm-hmm. Vegas expects this game to be have an over-under of 46, which is decent. It's not, you know, it's not bad. And so I think AJ Brown yeah. is a good pick. Expensive pick. Yeah, that would be third, third highest score of uh, this upcoming week. Yeah, it looks about right. Yeah, it looks about yeah. right. Um, but yeah, no, AJ Brown yeah. has been super solid, and um, with at nine thousand dollars, he's he's been, so you know I know that other people cannot see can't see this list, but AJ Brown is the second most expensive player. But he's a player that you can, you can be sure that he will pay off on that value, the points per dollar. Yeah, yeah, you can for sure count on him. Yep, that's why I went with him. So uh, at tight end, this is where I'm taking my gamble. Uh, I did not pay up at tight end so that I could pay up at other positions. I took Jake Ferguson of the Dallas Cowboys at fifty one hundred. Um, this is the same game as AJ Brown. Should be super gritty. Um. And Jake Ferguson has been basically the Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys of last year. Uh, Jake Ferguson, I think this past week, caught a touchdown and has been very usable. He's been very usable um, in most games. Um, I think that I'm looking at his snap percentages and they've been ramping him up to pretty much 80 plus uh, snaps per game. 80 plus percent of snaps per game. Um, and so he's kind of a, I guess, boomer bust, but I think his chance of a boom is pretty good with uh, a touchdown, hopefully. Especially, uh, hopefully, that release valve for Dak Prescott. Yeah, I think with the uh, Philly defensive players potentially being on, um, like AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, that May um or CD sorry Philly players being on like CD lamp yeah, yeah. it would it would open up the gates for uh, Jake Ferguson and I was gonna say the same thing that you said too with um the Dalton Schultz position um I know he's getting a lot of targets and a lot of touchdowns last year too so you're hoping Jake Ferguson turns into that type of player this year yep and then your tight end uh for my tight end I went with uh, Dalton Kincaid um so I'm, I'm hoping that. He gets most of the receiving work um, over Stefan Diggs. And I feel like um, as a rookie, Don Kincaid, um, I feel like they're starting to ramp up his production too um, for the second half of the year. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the Buffalo Bills' other tight end Dawson Knox. is hurt. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's just going to open up the gates for Kincaid to, to, to do work. Yeah, Dawson Knox has ever since he got hurt, Dalton Kincaid has uh, definitely taken that step forward and shown that he is uh, the guy that they drafted him to be. 
So a very good pick yeah. for the price. Yeah, and, yeah um, so for Don Kincaid, uh, that price was 5200 And um, I want to reiterate uh, what you said before, the Buffalo-Cincinnati game is supposed to be a high-scoring game. So I'm hoping Don Kincaid uh, stays productive. Yep. And then my last pick, my flex position, I am taking Rashi Rice, uh, another this from the from the very same high scoring, supposedly high scoring Miami versus KC game. Um, I'm taking Rashi Rice because uh, it seems like Rashi Rice is going to be Patrick Mahomes' number one wide receiver. He's been it's been trending that way. Um, he gets the most target. He gets the most looks out of out of Patrick Mahomes other than Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is just something else. So, you know, Travis Kelsey excluded. It seems like uh, Rashi Rice has been the most consistent uh, wide receiver for Patrick Mahomes. And um, I'm, again, hoping that this high-scoring game is one that helps out Rashi Rice. <laughs> You're really good at this. I, I've done it a few times. With money, I'm, I'm looking at my team. Yeah, I'm looking at my team. I'm like, hmm, my team's pretty good. But then when you're listing your players, I'm like, damn, your team's actually pretty good. <laughs> um, for my flex, I went with Michael Thomas. Um, I was trying to use up all my salary, uh, yeah, and I did so. Um, at fifty nine hundred remaining, I went with Michael Thomas. Yeah, I think, I think you- I went with someone with more boom, but I think uh, he's pretty consistent. Um, we know what to expect from him. Yeah, hundred percent. He's playing against the Bears. Yeah, it should be. I mean, it should be as long as Rashid Shahid is not stealing our targets. Michael Thomas should be just fine, right? Because <laughs> I, I drafted Michael Thomas on another team, and it's like if it just feels like every single week, nine points, nine points, nine points. You know, like around that area, and so Michael Thomas has yeah. a great, has a great floor. I'm just trying to see Rashid Shahid. Oh, I wouldn't have been able to get him anyway. He's at. 300 more yeah i think i think, it's I think because he would have been an interesting player yeah it's because of it's because of his boom weeks that he's priced a little higher i think yeah but he's not like you know in the superstar range of prices because he's not consistent um but yeah so you pretty much spent your entire salary of 3500 i have 100 bucks left and that's it all yeah i know that mm. you mentioned that you you tried to spend it all and that's a trap that people fall into sometimes you know because <laughs> you feel like you have to spend everything to get the most bang for your buck you know but um, good luck. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's other players there. Yeah, good luck. That to- um, have better value. Thank yeah. you. You too. Yeah, <laughs> may the better team win. And uh, that pretty much wraps up our third and final segment for this episode. It, it's been a, you know, surprisingly for only two of us here today, it was actually a pretty, pretty long episode. You know, yeah, I feel like we, we had a lot of spots. Do you want to, uh, do you want to guess how, what our, our time is at right now? I want to say an hour and a half. Hour and a half? No, not quite. Oh. So I try to keep it to an, the episodes to an hour, but we're actually like an hour fifteen, <laughs> a little more than an hour fifteen right now. So uh, we're okay. not we're not doing too bad. I feel like a lot of our episodes lately have been like hour fifteen ish. So we're doing we're doing pretty good. Um, but before we go, why don't you give us our quick reminders before we uh, sign off? Uh, for upcoming uh, buys this week, week nine. Um, there are four teams on by uh, Denver Broncos, uh, Jackson, Bill Jaguars, um, Detroit Lions, and San Francisco 49ers. And so uh, if you have any players, oh, 
What else? Oh no no, that, that, continue. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, if you had if you have any of those players on those teams that I just mentioned, um, be sure to check your lineup um, before a Sunday or before Thursday. Do any of those guys or any of those teams play Thursday? Um, either way, uh, just double check your team. Make sure nobody was on buys in your uh, starting lineup. Yep. And then as for the weekly winner for this upcoming week, it is uh, the person who will win the weekly prize is the person that will ha- that has the highest scoring wide receiver set. This does not include your flex position. So they have to be in your wide receiver position in order to um, in order to count towards that wide receiver set. And I do want to say, don't go out of your way to f- screw up your flex position just to score more points for, towards this weekly prize. I would I would say that getting a, getting a win is more important than winning this twenty five bucks. Would you agree? I was gonna say that that gets kind of tricky. Yeah, I, I would. Trying to see who that would potentially be, like a like a DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like, don't put DeAndre Hopkins, um, or no, not him. Um, basically, what would, would be a good example of that? A, a good example would basically be like, don't put Deontay Johnson. Uh, Deontay Johnson, you don't want him in your flex this week because he's a Thursday player, and that takes away your flexibility to play something else, somebody else, if somebody were to get hurt in the middle of a week or something like that, right? Um, and so you want to keep your Thursday players in the dedicated spots for them instead of the flex position. And so, you know, basically um, what I'm saying is don't rearrange your positions just to get a better set if you have to. Is that right? Thanks for the clarification. Yes. I hope, I, hope, I hope that makes sense. I know that sometimes I don't explain things 100% clearly, but I hope that makes sense to everybody. Um as always, yeah. Don't try to get that weekly prize, like like you mentioned. Just yeah, just let it happen. Just w. let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, that's pretty much it for this week's podcast. Thank you, Henry, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, it's been a great pleasure. Uh, I think it's been a couple years now since I've been on the podcast. Really, you were on last year. But it's always great to. Was I on last year? I don't remember. I think I think we got you on last year. I don't remember. It's been too long. It, it has been too long. Gotta do it more often. It's been too long. Um, yeah, and then we got we got to get you back for one with Jimmy, Commissioner Jimmy. Yeah. So um, next time too in in person pizza. Oh yeah, yeah, pizza or or whatever meal you're choosing. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yep. So um, as as we've been recently doing, stick around to, for the end of the podcast if you want to hear last week's results for the trick or treat that Jimmy Lung and I did. But other than if you don't want to, feel free to end the podcast and we'll catch we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. Thank you. Good luck. Bye-bye. So last week was the trick or treat segment that we did, basically buy or sell, but spooky version. Um we Jimmy proposed a line of Justin Herbert, 300 passing yards. We all took a treat on that, meaning that we think we thought that he was going to hit 300 passing yards or more. And Justin Herbert gave us all a trick because he had 298, just barely missed. All three of us barely missed yeah. that. Um, Man, that sucks. Jimmy also gave us the line of Travis Etienne, two touchdowns because he's been on a three-game streak of two touchdowns. And this would have been his he fourth. He didn't get it, right? He did not get it. He only had one touchdown this week. But it was his first receiving touchdown of the season. Wait, what was the line? It was two, two touchdowns. touchdowns in total? Yep, in total. Yep, so Jimmy and I 
Jimmy and I, commissioners, took the trick on this, thinking that he would not get two touchdowns again. And Lung took the treat. So right now the score is Jimmy 1, Elvis 1, Lung 0. My first line I proposed was Josh Allen. Uh, half an interception, meaning you know an interception or more, uh, would be a treat. Uh, Jimmy and I took the trick, and Lung took the treat. So Lung got that one right, because Josh Allen did throw an interception. Uh, oh my guy keeps throwing interceptions every game. Yeah, like once a game. It's like his thing now. He's still, yeah, he's still relevant as a quarterback every week. You can only imagine how many more extra points he would score if he didn't throw right. the interception. Right. That's just one, right? One point. Yeah. <laughs> so that puts uh, everybody that played at one point. AJ Brown was the next line for me. Uh, I was. I want to see if everybody thought that AJ Brown, if he was, would be able to continue his 125 receiving yard streak, and he did. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy took the trick on that, so uh, Logan and I got that one correct. So that puts Jimmy at one, me at two, and Lung at two. Lung's two lines were Jahan Dotson. <laughs> Lung gave us parlays. <laughs> Lung gave us parlays. It's so much harder, but um, Lung gave us forty receiving yards and a touchdown for Jahan Dotson. And, oh God, he hit. And some, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he did, but he manifested the Jahan Dotson bounce back. Because you know, before this, Jahan Dotson was like curiously weird, like unusually yeah. bad. But you know, this this past week, Jahan Dotson had 108 receiving yards and one touchdown, and so his best game of the season for sure. And I hope you played real money with that. Uh, oh, I actually didn't, but <laughs> yeah, Lung had him on his bench too, even though he took the treat. Crazy. Um. So yeah, I got that one right, and Lung got that one right, putting putting Jimmy at one, me at three, and Lung at three. If I'm not, if I'm counting correctly. And then Lung's last line was Quentin Sutton, six targets and 65 receiving yards. Um, only Jimmy and I got that right because the results were three targets and 29 yards. So Jimmy two, Elvis four, Lung three. I win this week. Oh, you're a beast. What do you win? Absolutely nothing. 